0: Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. It is our special for August, so not the normal weekly one where we talk about the games, but one where we pick one topic in particular and sort of take a dive on it. This month, that topic is around loyalty, Tottenham Hotspur, the ticket prices, and joining me from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust is Anthula. How are you?
1: Hi, Sam. It's great to join you. Um, not too bad at all. had a little bit of a long day, but
0: it's wow. great to
1: be on the show. Thank you for inviting me on here.
0: Well, you're very welcome. You're you're very big on the podcast circuit. You know, you're you're in high demand, so I feel like I've done very well.
1: <laughs> yes, trying to spread the word on ticket prices. So, been trying to get around as many um many podcasts as I can to reach as many fans as I can to talk about a very important issue.
0: Do oh, Do you find that you sort of get to the point where you're answering the same questions, though? Do you you have like, Um... do you have like kind of like, oh, if I hear that one more time? Because I always think about those people who do like the promoting films, you know, and they got to sit in a room and they get asked the same questions by reporters for like an entire day. By the end of that day, they (laughs) must be tired of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess. But the thing is, it's just so important that mm. I don't mind repeating myself. I have to repeat myself a hundred times to get, you know, even if a couple more people hear the message and it resonates, yeah. I don't mind because it's so important. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it's to say it would be similar questions and same questions, but I honestly don't mind. I think it's such an important issue that um, we shouldn't shy away from. And, no, no
0: I, I, I'm with you. Um, it is an important issue. Um, it is around uh for, for for me anyway i just dis, i discussed it a little bit on the first podcast for the for the year which you kindly listened to by the way thank you yes i did <laughs> um it, it to me it, it's exploiting loyalty fan loyalty um you know and this yeah and it kind of goes down that line of just uh, where football clubs and football fans it's a very unique relationship compared to other businesses um I've seen a lot of stuff in Facebook comments and Instagram and Twitter where a lot of people are just like, Oh, if you don't like it, don't pay it And <laughs> it's like
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah but
0: okay. That's
1: that's the fundamental issue of why it's actually to do with exploiting loyalty because if you don't like something in other sort of financial terms like going to a restaurant and paying for food or you yeah. don't like the price of something online you'll either you'll look for a cheaper option of the same sort of product right agree, yeah. but when you've been brought up supporting your club tottenham hotspur you're not going to be like oh i you know the prices are too expensive now or i'm just going to go support someone else that's not how loyalty works and it's a no. very different it's a de- very different business football's a very different business because of the unique uniqueness of fan loyalty and supporters we are not customers or as much as you know I I agree that football is a business at at the same time and that part of it needs to be maintained and to make sure that you know we're not being outrageous with spending and not ending up in a dangerous situation but our club's not not there it's it's the ninth richest club in the world According to Deloitte's research, yeah. so we we are not in a financial position where an extra two and a half million that they would be getting from these this ticket these ticket price rises is going to break the bank and cause us to be in an irresponsible position. Quite frankly,
0: no. I mean, and to, to me, to you, two and a, two. Sorry, what was it? Two point one million. Two and a half. Two, so it's two, and, two and, and a half. Yeah. So and we're sort of saying you know approximately. So two and a half million over a year. To me and you, and for the average fan, that sounds like a hell of a lot of money. That sounds like a kind of insane amount. But from the research I know you've done at the Trust, you, you sort of put that into perspective of what that is compared to the rest of the income for the club, didn't you?
1: Yes we did. So um we worked out based on the financial records from July 2022 yep. that it would be 2.4% of their match day revenue. Now their yeah. match day revenue isn't just the ticket ve- revenue, it also includes things like food and beverage, um right. any sort of thing that come through. So actually if anything the 2.4% is an overestimate because yeah. we we couldn't take away the ticketing aspect from from the match day revenue no, of not. um and then from their total revenue it'd be a 0.6 percent of their total <laughs> revenue so 6%. it's it's really peanuts yes <laughs> yes Not it's not even a percent sam it's 0.6 percent
0: 0.6 percent so you see what's kind of interesting in that again is is the kind of um it's so minute and yet it is such a massive impact on people you know if you just take into account the cost of living crisis at the moment we've gone through covid and everything into that now am i right in saying that the club have frozen match day tickets for the last couple of years is that correct
1: yes so um since we moved to the new ground our match day ticket pricing has been frozen that yeah. is true yep. however we do pay one of the most expensive ticket prices in yeah. the premier league and the most expensive in europe as well um so our our prices are already set at the higher end of the bar so the worry here is 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 you know increasing prices every four years let's say is where does that where do you draw the line with that how high do those increases go before it it stops um and it also sets a dangerous precedent across the premier league because quite a lot of clubs have have um have actually said that they benchmark across prices across the Premier League. So if they're benchmarking and we're raising our prices, then every club's is also going to go up as well. Um, But what the club have done as well that makes it, it, you know, even though the prices haven't increased, they have um, limited concessions across the stadium, which is an issue because if you can't get concessionary pricing for your children, let's say, you're going to pay an adult price for your children to take them into a game. So could be looking... Between two hundred and thirty pounds to four hundred for a game, if they can't access the um, concessionary seats, yeah. um, because the club has said that concessionary pricing is essentially um, subject to availability per per block. So yeah. you know, if those if they're limited and you can't get them, then yeah, you're going to have to pay out of price. I you
0: mean, know, I discussed this uh, very briefly last week because this is where. I mean, I know uh, as part of the Trust, the Trust has had meetings with the club uh, face-to-face and I'm guessing digitally as well, email exchanges around tickets. And I believe that would be yourself dealing with that. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. So we, um, we spoke to them about ticket prices in April before the season ended. So this was after the season um, ticket price freeze. Um, and we said, you know we want the uh, match day prices to also be frozen they knew that they were aware that we didn't want any price rises and we also asked in that meeting to be consulted on any sort of decisions that were being made around match day pricing yeah. um, the next we heard from them was on the day of their announcement of the price rises we heard from them at 10 a.m that morning yeah um well they messaged us actually the night before to say Are you free for a quick call in the morning about tickets at yeah. They didn't actually tell us what it was about, but you could kind of guess. Um, so, yeah, that morning they then said to us that the prices were going to be risen yeah. um, and that the announcement was going to be later in the day. <laughs> now, our argument here is that that's not consultation. No. That's just no. telling us what the decision, the decision's already been made. So that's not actually consultation over what the price rises are going to be, what we think about that. Um you know they didn't actually give us a, an opportunity to sort of advocate for for our members and fans around the the kind of price rises we were talk we're talking about yeah. and we are talking about you know and av- around 8% all the way up to about 25 20% in some areas of the ground for certain games so you know really uh, they should be consulting with their with the trust on 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 aspects of ticketing and um, shouldn't just be announcing them without sort no. of speaking to fans first.
0: And, and the actual announcement as well from memory, because on the day, they kind of got buried in like a, a jumble of stuff. And I, I remember it took a little while for it to kind of really, for people really to pick up on it. Um, yes, exactly. How, I mean, from your point of view, obviously, and uh, please, I'm not asking for sort of, you know, detail. Oh, I said to them this and they said this, but, but obviously <laughs> the trust would have gone back on that. And would have said, "Hey, this isn't consultation. This is just you telling us what you're going to do." Um, yeah. What do they actually reply if you don't mind sharing? When you say all fans are, fans are against this, what, what is um, what is the actual line there?
1: So I guess usually they'll just they'll just sort of say they. I mean, unfortunately, the information comes from doesn't come from the top, the ones that people that are making the decision, it's coming from the heads of the department. So they're sort of Of just relaying messages of decisions that are already being made. So unfortunately they can't really say very much back to us, if I'm honest. Um, but you know, they, they make our, our sentiments known about, about these things. And, and often sometimes they they'll say that the price rises may not actually have the impact we say. So we'd have to wait and see. Um, for those sort of things, it's
0: not. There's, it's, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. When they say won't have the impact, you say, are they referring to they don't think that they'll struggle to sell out the stadium, or what? What are they referring to?
1: Yeah. So they, you know, that 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 their um, price rises are reasonable and that the price rises are because of increased operational costs so yeah. it's 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 needed for the club to to ra- to raise the prices and they have been frozen for four years so um they are only just rising now is essentially what they would say
0: yeah okay so so they feel in they feel almost like in line with inflation even though inflation is very inflated currently they feel over the yeah. four years this is reasonable yes Okay, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, Tottenham already charge, you know, the highest uh, among the highest in Europe. Even let alone just the Premier League. Um, I think I read recently the average ticket price is among the highest. Is that is that accurate?
1: Yeah, that's right. It's amongst the highest. The only reason we couldn't say it is the highest yeah. is because of Arsenal, who yeah. are pretty much on par with us when it comes to Category A games, yeah. um, and Fulham, who have just announced some ridiculous prices yeah, in, uh, their new, their new in, in their Riverside stand. Yeah. Um, so that's the only reason that we couldn't say that we have the most expensive tickets, but we are on par so yeah. our most expensive ticket is one hundred and three pounds. Arsenal's is one hundred and three, and Fulham's is now one hundred and five. Yeah. Um, and our cheapest is a Category C game, which is roughly around, I think, forty seven pound in the in the in the family stand, something yeah. like that. Don't quote me on that. Um, please have a look at the match yeah. day pricing, but I'm sure it's around that. It's okay, from, no like, quote one is going to hold
0: you to it. You're fine.
1: Yeah. Whereas if you look at Arsenal's, for example, their Category A matches are on par with us, but their Bs and Cs are actually very, very cheap. The most um, expensive that you'd ever pay for a Category B game, in fact, is forty seven, which is our lowest when it comes to a Category C. So you know,
0: and and for fans, uh, we we have listeners all around the world, um, fans fans of the club. Um, and obviously they're going to be listening to this with interest because they are fans of the club and it is of interest even if they're not match-going fans. When they say Category A, B and C, that is deemed by the club ahead of the season, uh, the fixtures. So they will deem an Arsenal game, Chelsea game as Category A. They'll deem other games B and then C. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. And it depends on the club and what they categorise the each club. So right. every club will have a different sort of... Um, categorization for for the it's kind, forget, of, the, um, 19 it's kind of
0: rude to exactly. some teams i gotta say it's, it's kind of a bit harsh
1: <laughs> yeah it is although i do i did i will say that a couple of years ago when we demoted west ham from an a to a yeah. b i was quite chuffed at that yeah. but yes yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> yes. No, i mean i'm guessing they're back to a now because they've won all of europe i believe every west ham fan i know has told me that so recently. they're not
1: actually but they're still a category um, b um it's actually that newcastle kind of... that we've brought up to a category
0: a and and am i right in saying that this season in the premier league it's our lowest amount of category c's
1: yeah that's right they've also knocked a c so they've moved one of the clubs from a a c to a b in the process so they've knocked our c as well so Um, so we've now only got four c's
0: and once was seven no okay so (laughs) that was nearly a joke um okay so they've put the prices up across the categories and reduced the lowest category okay so that's uh, yeah. another very cunning ploy that was snuck in um, yeah and- I, I see a lot of comments and I, and I get into these discussions sometimes with social media and it's very difficult because tone of voice doesn't come across sometimes in in a written conversation and i think some people can have a very basic misunderstanding of what the trust are actually trying to say in amongst this which is Uh, please don't you know, correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth here. It's like we're not having a go at people. If you can afford to go and you think the ticket's reasonable, that's absolutely fine. We're trying to point out (laughs) that not only does it impact people today, there's a lot of people who now cannot afford to go. I'm raising my hand right here. I cannot afford to take my daughter to the stadium now. It's impossible for me. You're also... the, The current owners they like to call themselves custodians. They have, especially a certain Mr. Levy, he has referred to himself as that a number of times, and almost like he kind of wears that like a badge of honour. I am the custodian of this club, and one day I want to pass it on. If, and this is just me now, this is just me sort of saying this, but most Tottenham fans who are stadium-going fans are there because a parent took them, an uncle a grandfather, grandparents, someone took them, an auntie, a cousin, someone, (laughs) and they got hooked and they became a fan. And then when they were an adult, they took their kids, their nephews, their nieces, their cousins, whoever, and they became hooked. If the current custodians are pricing out a generation of kids, and they are, concessions are gone, prices are up, Surely long term, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I couldn't put it better myself, Sam. You've pretty much summed up kind of the message I wanted to get across. Um the the thing with it is that what kind of they need to think long and hard of the, the kind of fans they want to come into the stadium and what yeah. their what the atmosphere is gonna be like and you know they need to maintain that atmosphere that we've had from the old ground and the generation of fans coming through. If yeah. you're not encouraging the younger fans to come, you're not going to get a new fan base coming no. through at all. And the, the traditions of our football club will be lost. I, assume... um, I know that sounds very sadistic, but... No, no, you, you're quite right. And,
0: and to me, that's football, uh, as much as obviously I feel very passionate about Tottenham Hotspur, that's, that's football full stop. You know, every football club, especially, you know, you think of grassroots football and stuff like that, and people who go, but a lot of people who travel in from all around London and stuff who are match-going fans, just to be blunt here, there's a lot of football clubs in London. Throughout the football pyramid, there are a lot in and around London, and if you cannot afford to take your child to a Tottenham game anymore, you're going to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting you say that, Sam, because not just with London, but quite a few um, suburbs outside of London, we've actually had quite a lot of emails come through. So when we put out our our call to arms, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about a little bit later, what part of that was asking fans who have been affected by the price rises to email email us in. And actually, we've had a fair few people say, you know, I've been priced out of taking my children. And in fact, I've been taking them to non-league clubs down the road that live that are quite close and actually have a good family atmosphere I know
0: someone who's taking their kids to Stevenage this season they have actually bought a season ticket rather than going they said they could only afford to do about five home games in a season last year this year they can't afford that at all
1: yeah exactly and and that's the kind of emails we've been getting we've had probably around maybe 100 emails already so far so you know there's quite that it's it's a running theme here and it's actually quite Um, Dangerous for the the Premier League to be losing fans and losing losing um, young people, as we saw in COVID, for example. Without fans there, Mm. um, creating an atmosphere and cheering football, the 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 team on football really isn't very much of a spectacle. So TV forgot that. Well, exactly, and you know, TV companies aren't going to be paying for rubbish on the TV, are they? So I think it is It is very important to maintain our fan base and, and make sure that football doesn't become um, overpriced for the, you know, the everyday fan.
0: No, I agree with you. Um, you talked about the court arms. Um Would you like to sort of uh, run through that now, like the bullet points to this? Because in my experience, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of the club since 1990, 1991. Um, I'm old and i've been doing a podcast now talking about tottenham for a number of years this is the 204th episode of this show which is insane to me um That's and mad. it is really mad congratulations running... oh thank you <laughs> i think <laughs> i'm not sure um and i've run a facebook page we've got a facebook page of like 85,000 tottenham fans on which is a blessing and a curse because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun sometimes and then other times you just despair at humanity but that's social media in large. Um, I In that time, I, I've been speaking with members of the Trust that I got to know via social media. Um, a lady called Kat, who's no longer with the Trust, but a different role within football. Uh, she kindly came on the podcast a couple of times. And she kind of gave me a little bit of an insight into the way they operated, the way they wanted to operate, the frustrations at times, but mostly was a very positive outlook. But one of the Mm. things I've noticed, the trust has never really gone into open warfare with the club. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The European Super League did it. (laughs) Um, But it's always kind of been, this is bloody annoying. Um, We encourage fans to, you know, voice their opinions and let us know their opinions and we'll put it to the club. For an actual call to arms, it did surprise me. How how difficult a decision was it?
1: Um. So, actually, I'm just going to correct you a little bit there, Sand, because actually Kat did do a few sort of call to arms against the club, one being the ESL, the European Super League stuff yep. that happened, where we did call the ball to, ball to resign over that.
0: Yes, yes, um, I remember.
1: Yeah, and then we also did a "Don't Price Me Out" campaign when we moved to the new ground because yeah. of the prices that were coming out. Um, they didn't quite catch um, the attention of fans as we quite would have liked, unfortunately. But there have been a, a various occasions where, Maybe. when Cat was on the board, that we did do did do this sort of thing. You I made think
0: me feel I bad think now because sorry, no, that's okay. Don't tell No, him. don't, don't tell worry. Don't, no, don't. Say, I, I, I say, won't say. tell it. So I spoke to Sam earlier and he was like going over all the campaigns you fought <laughs> and how he was right there with you. Oh, no, no, it's, no,
1: it's bad. Uh, um, no, I think this one's just captured more because I think everything that we've gone through in the last four years as Spurs fans and also yeah. the fact that pricing is just so high at the stadium and the cost of living crisis, I think it, it just resonates a lot more with fans um, in this day and age than it did maybe back, you know yeah. te- like six seven years ago so i think it's it it's one of those things where um we sat down and really thought about it and we were like no we need to do this because people are being priced out and it, it there is a real fear here as well that season ticket pricing will be next because yeah. they've they froze season ticket pricing for the season but everything mm-hmm. else went up so premium season tickets went up match day pricing went up um and they they were considering raising season ticket prices but at the time they got sort of backed into a corner um us lobbying but also because of what was happening at the time around renewal period which was the Paratici debacle and Conte's um press conference so yeah I think they they and then the media on the back of that then started saying that they were going to be raising season ticket prices by 10 to 11 percent
0: which was making yeah
1: yeah, which was just causing a lot of fan rage and i think they just they had no choice but to freeze those prices but i think if we do nothing now and sit back i really can see uh, the same happening next renewals whereby prices could be increased and we are unlikely to be well hopefully with Ange at the wheel yeah. um, unlikely to be in a situation like that just, again just
0: just so to be clear and that and that is Ange what's his surname I'm making everyone who comes on the show pronounce it to make sure they're getting it right. Ugh,
1: he's
0: I mean, greek yeah I know you, I know of <laughs> everyone who comes on here you're the one who's gonna nail it but still <laughs> I, I had to and also it kind of helps reinforce it for me that I'm getting it right Foster
1: yeah Cogler. his first
0: name is angelo which means angel you're kidding me is that true
1: yeah oh, wow. Angela, he is literally which means angel. our angel he is literally
0: an angel yeah uh I, I don't think when i picture angels i don't picture them with an aussie accent i, I don't know why <laughs> right mate yeah just, although there is something delightfully disarming about a man looking that angry answering with that much of a tone in his voice but then adding mate because i don't know how he does it but it sounds like a fret like, like that, a little that, bit like that german massive forehead reporter that billy t a <laughs> massive fan of you held up that shirt it's like you got your laugh did you mate and i think oh mate yeah oh, oh yeah you're dead you're dead to him um sorry the cool stuff <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, yeah it, it's the spurs news show I, i'm i I can't stay serious for that long i have to do something stupid no
1: i like it that's
0: great (laughs) uh the, the call to arms so if you are to uh give me some bullet points to the call to arms what is it you're hoping from fans both match going who will be going to the manchester united game but also from fans who perhaps can't attend what what can they do
1: so um, we'll be holding our demonstration on the Saturday at the United game from yep. 3.45 to 4.45 yep. opposite the ticket office on the high road. Yeah. Um, I am in the process of sourcing a megaphone. We will be having banners, flag, flags, yes, absolutely. A megaphone. Who's and going we're going to, to be chanting about I... ticket prices. Wow. Me to begin with, I may have to hand it over. Have, have, because have I'm you, not have you very got a chant in mind? See,
0: you've done this now. <laughs> You're about to say loads of sensible things, and everyone should really listen, but I'm fixated on this. Do you have a chant in mind?
1: um tbc tbc oh, can i um, can i
0: make some suggestions most of them of will not involve swearing but some will
1: yeah you're more than welcome to make suggestions He's i greedy. encourage everyone He's to bold. make suggestions. we won't
0: go until we're sold leave you. <laughs> how about that one no it's. About
1: i did that off the land. top of
0: my head that was come on <laughs>
1: It was yeah, very good, very good improv. However, yeah. this is about ticket prices, uh, so we need to very, very much stay at the clear message that it's about stop ticket prices, stop ticket price rises, and stop exploiting loyalty. Just, um, I understand there's a lot of you know discontent with the ownership and the board, and you know a lot of it is valid completely. Um, but uh, this is about ticket prices, and we have to stay at that me- in that message. Otherwise, it dilutes the argument.
0: I, I 100% agree with you. I apologise for. No, I thought
1: it was brilliant though. I oh, enjoyed no, it. You, you,
0: you've put me in my place again, <laughs> twice in one podcast. So we Not have it. that. That is 3.45 to 4.45, opposite the ticket office. Everyone yep. go into the game, you know, whether you're happy paying or whatever, just go stand. If for yes. nothing else, you're going to yes. hear some amazing chants via a megaphone.
1: There's also going to be flyers and there's going to be mm. badges. Some okay. good badges for people if they'd like them, um, yeah. which says "stop exploiting loyalty on them."
0: Can I have a badge?
1: Um, of course, you can have a I, badge. I'm, I'm not
0: going to be. Able, I'm not there though. Can Can you send oh, me a badge?
1: Damn it! I probably I won't know. be able to send them, unfortunately. Oh wow!
0: Okay, I see.
1: But for those um, at home. Yeah. Um just, there just, will be ways to get involved. Just um, saying, just saying Daniel Levy
0: said he'd send me a badge saying ticket prices are cool and I'm good with it, i am just saying
1: he <laughs> definitely won't be sending you that. No, no. it's, it's four ninety
0: nine plus postage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I made him an offer of a pound and the rest of instalments and he just hung up on me. I don't know what else about. <laughs> uh sorry i've done it to <laughs> you again so we've got no, that brilliant. it's going to be 4 45 until 4 5 and obviously then fans can go in because i'm guessing the key is we want to voice this outside the ground to make it clear but when we go in we want to be supporting the team
1: exactly it's it's angie's first game at home we want him to feel welcome we want fans yeah. to get behind the team and him and we want to you know see a good good display from the boys
0: um
1: and make it a nice warm environment for for and really so we don't want to be in there um disrupting that first game for him Mm -hmm. um and we thought this would be a good position to start in to see how much um support there is for this movement because if you know we are prepared to step up action if we're not listened to so It, although this is the first, the first game, we're not going to be doing anything in the ground. That's not to rule out that any further things could be in the ground. Um, but yeah, this is really for people to come along, express their discontent um, with the ticket price rises, tell us how it's affecting them, um, get their thoughts, get people involved on the street. Um, it'll, be, it'll be brilliant, I think, hopefully. And, and also, and I, I don't want to speak, such uh, issue.
0: I don't speak Sorry. for you on this, but if there are fans going to the match, they've listened to this or they've seen the social media and they're unsure, you know, oh, I'm going, I think it's all right. Maybe they can come across, have a conversation, and understand why the trust are are making this stand. I'd, I'm guessing you'd be happy with that as
1: well. Yeah, of course, more than welcome to have people to come and speak to us. You know, people if if people are on the fence, even people that disagree, to be honest, if you want to come and have a chat with us and see where we're coming from, we are more than welcome to listen, and we 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 love those, we we love that really. Um, we love engaging with as many people as we can. So everyone's I'd, more than
0: welcome. i'd be very interested to see if anyone does that i'd like to think they would i have seen their their end of last season there were there were multiple people doing leave out protests uh to their to mm. here and all stuff like that and i've seen uh once again they plan to be there for every home game this season which is fine you know uh more power to them they're using their voice i did see via social media today they plan to have their protest and then come and join you um so so they plan to basically voice that and then come and stand with you in solidarity around ticket prices
1: yeah exactly they've given us their word that there won't be any levy out banners at our uh, our our protest um they're having theirs earlier so that they can then pack up and then some of them who wish to can come and support our cause um and you know we wouldn't stop anyone from to from having any sort of demonstration that they want. So, and the fact that they're having theirs, you know, just a bit further down and actually before ours is actually quite respectful of them, to be honest. No, I
0: agree.
1: Um, Because we don't, you know, we're not, we're not demonstrating anything for Levy out, Mm -hmm. Enoch out. That's not our cause. And that's not something we can get behind because our membership is just so split on on the opinions of it, really. Yeah. Um, but this, with ticket prices, there was a lot of backing when it came to our fan survey results that just came out last week, yeah. um, where it said that eighty percent were discontent with season ticket prices, and that um, a lot of members were not renewing. That about I think
0: sixty seven
1: percent of members, something like that. Don't quote me. Have a look at our fan fan survey. Yeah. Um, were not happy with the prices and didn't find value for money and things so yeah. actually there's a lot of flavor for this which well, is I, I mean,
0: why we can i, I would assume this. there has been a number of non uh, sorry i have been a number of people not renewing and the reason why i assume that is because i have friends who are members and we're on a waiting list and like their number on the waiting list was big and yet this yeah. summer got offered a season ticket which to me yeah. kind of suggests there, there is definitely a lot of people said no. Um, yeah. No. You're not far wrong. I don't know how you're feeling about this, but I did put a call out to our social media for questions because I said someone okay. from the Trust were coming on board. Are, are you feeling brave? Oh, gosh. Now, this is from social media. How much media.
1: abuse did you get?
0: <laughs> oh, loads, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah. It's like water off a duck's back now. Um, I, I tend... I mean, I did reply to one person who... I was saying it was a waste of time and all this stuff i said you're right a lot of people might not show up as it would appear the majority just want to bitch in mind rather than actually doing something i think it was possibly passive aggressive on my part but never mind <laughs>
1: never mind never mind yeah. appreciate the backing the support oh, you're very welcome
0: <laughs> um it's not just because i'm scared of cat anyway so <laughs> Um, I put out these sort of messages. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of large platforms, one on Instagram, one on Facebook. Now, we're going to start with Instagram. We only had the one reply on Instagram. And to be honest with you, it, it's not—it's <laughs> charming. Um, and the only reason why I'm going to put it to you is because I think it can help us maybe dispel a little bit of a myth that's out there. Okay. Um, so this is, from, there. this is from Peds73. A uh, lovely balding gentleman in a pink shirt. Uh, waste of time, nothing changes, 22 years of failure. Supporters trust does nothing and has been complicit in how shit the club is. Now, the reason why I've left that in, right, and I'm going to reframe this gentleman's question for you, is on a regular basis, whenever the trust says anything, I see accusations of the trust are complicit, the trust are on the take, the trust get incentive, the trust get this. We can't rely on them. The trust is corrupt. I even saw someone the other day say someone won a raffle that was rigged from the trust. And I'm just like, this is weird now. (laughs) This is is very odd. Um, Now, I had a conversation with Kat some time ago, a couple of years ago. Um, I made a joke that she got free chips. She corrected me in the... Yeah, she corrected me. <laughs> uh, and even like they don't even bring biscuits to the to the meetings anymore. Sam, I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. So we don't get dispel, free. Yeah, anything. Can you dispel this myth once and for
1: all? Yeah, we don't get free anything. All we get is grief. I'm pretty sure they find <laughs> us as annoying as we find them sometimes. Um, but actually, sometimes we do agree on things as well. I think it's a real love hate relationship. Yeah. Um, it's. You know, we don't get anything from them. We really push back on a lot of things. And to say back to the guy on Instagram yeah. about twenty-two years and nothing's
0: changed—the
1: yeah. um, trust—I wasn't on the trust for the for some of these things, but the no. trust is the reason we have a young adult category. Yeah. Um, the trust is um, the reason why we campaigned heavily on the 30 pound price cap across away ticket prices. Um the trust is the reason why furlough was overturned um for the staff at Tottenham. I remember that one over COVID? That, that,
0: that was also me. I, I I replied to every tweet saying pay the staff. I, I made my yeah. contribution. <laughs> uh, yes, but
1: <the>, yes the, <coughs> you know the trust came out with it and know, fans, fans help. You know yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's we yeah. we don't just sit there and Allow the club to to do things. We do push back, and it is yeah. really difficult when some of the decisions are made and then we've not had any input or they've ignored what we've said. Yeah. So I can under I can understand why there's I can semi understand why there's a narrative that nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, but you know we do try, and I think it is quite demoralising when I can't speak for the rest of the board, but personally, when you hear things like that, it's really demoralising because everyone on the board is there because they care and they want to make a change and make a difference yeah. and they're trying and then when you hear that from people online um it is really demoralizing because it's like well what what am i doing this for if people yeah. are saying that i you know it's pointless and they're attacking me it's like well why why should i do this anymore so yeah. you know it is really difficult and i don't want anyone to be like oh she's trying to make us feel sorry for her no it's no. N- nothing like that oh, it's just absolutely i'm not saying no, what it is no. no
0: one feels sorry for her at all i i know i, I know the bribe she takes she takes donuts for tickets and everything <laughs> don't, don't listen to her
1: <gasps> i wish that's, i took donuts i joke. wish i got free tickets no, <laughs> Such I don't get. A joke. um i don't get i don't get just yeah just just it's, to be absolutely
0: yeah. clear i mean just the people who, people who listen to this show know me so the, it's okay yeah. yeah it was a joke <laughs> i've tried i've tried loads of times they won't do it at all (laughs) yeah um yeah i it's funny how these things grow though because it's almost like chinese whispers like someone at some point said oh you can't you know don't believe anything the trust say you know they're they're just mouthpieces for the club and then like a year later that's become yeah don't trust them they're mouthpieces for a club and they're all on the take and they all get flown to Barcelona for a weekend on Daniel Levy's private jet. It's like what? <laughs> I've
1: never been on a private jet
0: in my life. No, me neither. Uh, but I'm not like nice, to. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a very good flyer. Oh, fair.
1: I like yeah.
0: to fly. Uh, yeah, I know you do. Show off. You're you're, you're <laughs> one of the people I follow, and then have to like mute you when you're away. Ugh. <laughs> you and your holiday snaps. But anyway, Facebook. Facebook gives us a few other questions. Are you ready? Yep. A gentleman called Ryan Miller, fun. who is a regular listener of the show, says, How much does the board actually listen to the trust? From a supporter's perspective, it feels as if they do not listen at all. The increase in ticket prices being a prime example. Also, can you give an example of where the board did acknowledge and actually did action something that the trust put forward? <laughs>
1: Okay. That's a nice um, question, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, really it is. Nice. I was going to say, I was like, that's very well-worded and yeah. no n- no criticism there. So no, I'm, no, I really he, like he, that. He's it's a, a good um, lad, Ryan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: And, really and nice yeah, I can understand from where you come from, it looks like they don't listen to us. Yeah. Um, I think on some of the bigger things where we push back, they probably don't really listen to certain things unfortunately so but it's also like they don't give us the chance to actually say so for example this ticket pricing thing yeah. we weren't consulted on so it's very difficult to to actually make a change when the decision's already been made and already been announced yeah. um, so you can see why we're already on the back foot with things like that um, an example of where we've put forward something and there was a consideration was back when i mean i wasn't on the board at the time but the the young adult category for match day pricing that was something that the trust pushed for, and the trust um, suggested, and it was implemented. Yeah. So there are certain uh, certain considerations that the club does have, and we talk. I mean, we, the thing is, it's so difficult to pick out things because we speak to them on a very regular basis. The heads of department on loads of things. Um, and actually they do take on fan input on, on quite a lot. Um, I think it's just some of the bigger decisions where it um, it goes you know above the heads to make decisions. Yeah. I think that's where it may it's a bit trickier to, to get them to listen, but we do try and when we don't succeed, we do things like this. So got it. Mark
0: Corder also on Facebook. Now, this is, again, this one, I know where Mark's driving with this. His question is, what is Daniel Levy's current vision and plan for the football side of the club? Now, uh, Mark follows the club very closely. He's a fan of the page, etc. He comments on a regular basis. And I think what he's driving at here is, do they actually communicate this to the trust? I I know I've seen on a regular basis the trust ask the club to be more communicative. Is there actually ever anything on those lines that comes across, or is it always just mind your own business? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So I actually I've I've gotten this up to just now from our website. In February we asked them. Oh, in February they we asked them four questions Mm -hmm. about fan direction and um, club direction and strategy, Um, and they responded to it and we published their answers. Now the answers we didn't find very satisfactory in certain parts um and Yeah. yeah so they've actually said our club strategy going forward therefore our strategy is clear to drive and generate revenues to invest in all of our football activities football success in turn supports the growth of our club our fan base and consequently wider commercial opportunities and partnerships which then deliver further revenue to invest in football the virtuous sustainable circle on which our club model is based we shall develop new and diverse revenue streams to increase recurring revenues third party events such as conferencing and nfl concerts boxing and rugby are all examples of this our stadium is a key component to our revenue growth yet unbelievably we have still not seen and enjoyed a full season at our new stadium with attendances um So that's essentially some of the stuff they've said. Um, We want to be consistently qualifying for Champions League and challenging for and winning major honours. Returning to Champions League this season was important, although we acknowledge the number of teams competing for those. So this was in February 2023. So that's kind of what they've given us. Um, So I guess the direction is they want to improve recruitment, Um, Qualify for Champions League and increase revenue streams to then put that back into the football club, is what they've said.
0: Yeah, I can understand why you weren't very happy with that response. I I, I work in a very corporate world, and basically, Mm -hmm. that's yeah,
1: they're very corporate answers, Yeah. yeah, which is why we weren't happy with it.
0: Yeah, there are, don't get me wrong, there are times with communication you need to be a bit corporate, you need to be a bit, you know, kind of don't offend anyone <laughs> make sure you cover all your bases and hit these points but i feel like they consistently get the balance wrong and my favorite example of that is koi's daniel which <laughs> to this moment now i still cannot work out who thought that was a good idea like, like <laughs> someone got paid someone literally is earning a salary and said i know what everyone i love you know, this statement right now, Everyone, everyone's so angry with the position the club is. You know, the arguably our best manager in the recent years is just joining a rival and everything, so we need to put a statement out there. If you just add Koi's Daniel on the end, you'll be like their mate. They'll love you. <laughs> it,
1: it did make me laugh when I saw it. Laugh? Oh,
0: the best thing was, I mean, Twitter can be an awful, awful place, but at the same time... It was time, great, wasn't it? There can be some hilarity. <laughs> and <Yeah>. the sheer... <laughs> for weeks and weeks everyone was just signing off every tweet called Daniel oh yeah it was great I had a lot of fun with that anyway Um, okay, a couple more from Facebook Uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez who is sometimes co-host on this show he says how much of a say do the Trust want to have in the actual running compared to how much they have currently I mean you'd like to just take over the whole thing surely
1: as in the whole club yeah
0: yeah exactly I mean I could see you in charge (laughs) hiring and firing the managers
1: I don't think I'm qualified unfortunately I don't think they Um, are so you're fine I I think it's I think that's a really simple answer I think uh, that's what the trust wants and what all fans should want is that the fans should be at the heart of every decision that's made yeah um, and on certain aspects, such as the the ticket price rise, that that isn't that isn't what's happening. No, I agree. Um, so, how much how much voice do we want? We want the voice to actually put those views across and make sure that decisions that are being made have fans' interests at heart, um, and the club is open and honest about those sort of decisions. I mean, for contrast, to so just give you an example of a well of, of a well run club. Brentford. So we're speaking to um, a colleague from Brentford Supporters Trust who was saying that over the summer period, they were sat down by the club um, and actually confidentially shown the finances and and shown the revenue streams um, and shown match day ticket pricing mm. and that it doesn't actually have a massive impact to revenue streams. And they yeah. chose to freeze the prices. But the fact that they sat down with the trust and trusted them with that sort of information and yeah. had a grown up conversation um, where they could put those views across and really listen and get fan the fan trust to understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that just shows that Brentford has, it's a, they're very lucky Brett, that Brentford has fans' interests at heart when it comes to the running of their club. Yeah. And that's all we're really asking for here. It's not actually very much when you sit think about it.
0: Yeah, no, um, I agree.
1: But it's a very difficult thing to achieve with our club at the moment, unfortunately.
0: So you don't want to be CEO. You just want them to listen to the fans. Yeah. OK, all right. It's, yeah. not, it's not a power grab. All right, just, just checking, just checking. I didn't know if you were asking for a CV. Uh, and finally from Facebook, Matt Cornish says, What is the actual point in supporting Tottenham now when the actual football is of so little importance compared to the primary goal of Greed? i I might answer this one for you you i might be diplomatic for you yeah the ticket price rise after three seasons of dire shit and now the added bonus of selling one of our greatest players purely for business reasons shows the utter contempt that Enoch has for us fans the trust are very good rational people but they're not listened to levy honestly couldn't show less contempt for the fans than he is now now you have a difficult role where you have to speak for the trust and the fans and still work with the club and have a relationship with the club where you want to help people and get stuff done. So I do not think it's the trust position to say, yeah, you're right, they are a bunch of assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, of course, not your position. And even if it was, you wouldn't voice that because you're you're far too good. No, and and
1: look, at the end of the uh, day... We will always put our membership and our and fans first with the decisions we make. Even that if that upsets the club and angers them in any way, yeah. that's what we're there to do. So it, it's a very you're right. It is a fam, fine balance and it's a tricky balance. And we didn't take the decision to to protest lightly at all. We we we've tried to speak to them. We've we've tried to change their minds. The fan advisory board tried to change their minds. When you get to a stage where we're not being listened to quite rightly. What um, what that what that person said um, is quite right. Right now, we're not being listened to. The next step is is action, and unfortunately, this is what we have to do. It's it's difficult. Like we don't want to be doing this. We don't want to be holding protests against our club. That is not what we want to be doing. But sometimes it's needed. Yeah. And we need to be listened to in this. And fans need to not be taken for granted anymore. And their loyalty needs to not be exploited.
0: No, I, I I'll, I'll hardly agree with you. Now, emailed questions. Uh, we have a few more. Are you ready? I'll, I'll try and yep. whistle through them. Uh, sure. This one is Clem in New York City, USA. Can fans abroad get involved in protests? And if so, how?
1: Oh, that's a brilliant question. So on the day, if you can't get involved, we're going to be asking fans to um basically send us if you've got uh, twitter if you want to email us pictures and we can put them up with your permission facebook whatever put pictures of you holding signs up saying stop exploiting loyalty stop ticket price rises um i've created an instagram frame that will be going live in a couple of days or so Mm -hmm. um that people can use as well and it's also on facebook because metaverse and all of that so um it will also be available on facebook um So people can use that in that that um, asset as well, that um, filter frame. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are ways of getting involved if you can't come to the protest. And I, it is really important for people to get involved. And if you want to and send in photos and things, that'd be yeah. great because it just shows the support that it has.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Um, Nathan in Somerset says, why now from the trust? Prices have gone up in the past, obviously not Mm. in the last few years, but they have. Why is it now the line has been drawn?
1: Again, a very good question. Um, I think it's come from essentially quite a few years of frustration at ticket prices. And um, one of the things that we have been sort of fighting in the background on is concessionary pricing in particular whereby seniors have not been able to access their season's concession when renewing their season ticket. So if you t- so just for clarification for people who don't know, to get a senior concession, you have to be in an area of the ground that's under £1,200 for your season ticket to yeah. be eligible, and you have to hit 65 by a certain age um, to be eligible. Um, what the club have now said... Um, and have now admitted, is that those are subject to availability. So even if you are in areas of the ground that are eligible for those, um, you may not be able to access them because they might not be available. And we've been fighting this battle for about two years, I think, sort of getting to the bottom of it of why aren't concessions being able to be accessed? Why is it not tied to the person and why is it tied to the seat? And now you're limiting it even more by making them subject to availability per block um and i think it's just a bit a build-up of quite a lot of restrictions to ticket prices and increases um and we just think right now is 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 the time that we need to be doing more because we're not unfortunately not getting anywhere with dialogue so we're going yeah that's basically why okay
0: Sarah from London says, I believe the trust are involved with the fan advisory board. How often does the FAB, sorry, uh, FAB. How often does FAB meet with the board? And if the board can just ignore the FAB like they have on the very first meeting, what is the point? There's, there's a funny question for you. (laughs)
1: Um, yes. Okay. So, Yes, Sarah, we are involved with the Fan Advisor Board. We have two seats on there. Um, So we have two um, board members that um, are our reps on there. Uh, They've currently met twice with um, Donna Cullen, who is one of the execs on the board. Um, sorry, sorry. (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And um, yes, you're right in terms of they've been ignored when it comes to ticket pricing. I don't think that's set up the fan advisory board in good stead to begin with from, nope. from the club, that would have been a great opportunity for them to show that, that it fan engagement something. has been listened to. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but I also know the whole book, the whole fan advisory board and they are great people and they will do their best to make this work. Um, and, do their best to to hold the club to account on things so I think it's, it's too early to say whether or not it's going to work or not but I think if we don't try then actually what is the point so if I flip it the other way and say right. well instead of saying oh the club don't listen what's the point but actually if we don't actually try it then it definitely won't work so we need to give it a go
0: okay well, I'm with you I wouldn't disagree with you anyway because you're scary so that's fine <laughs> uh, next one is Tim in London says do any former players ever get involved with the trust?
1: Um, so every year at our barbecue, and um, we get a couple of legends from yeah. from the f- uh, foundation that they end up sort of sending, yeah. which has been great. Um, also, when we have our trust quiz, um, both these events, yes. by the way, for charity raised for charity um Uh,
0: my my understanding is online that these events are to line your pockets for the private jets is that is that incorrect (laughs) i've already
1: told you i've not been on a jet a Uh, private jet fan is
0: it the rest Uh, of the board did they not take you oh wow that's oh they're holding
1: out on me aren't they they are that's Um... so cruel (laughs) no so our barbecue is for prostate cancer yeah um it's a piece of uk and our trust quiz is for studio 306 which is a charity in tottenham that does artwork um for mental health basically so they get people to come along and, and teach them some sort of art and things like that some are, arts and crafts are things any of
0: the people um, for that able to paint over a giant mural ask him for a friend
1: <laughs> we can ask them we can give yeah. it a go Please. Uh,
0: yeah. but
1: at that at that quiz night, actually, they for the last three years they've sent Ledley King, um, and, oh, and the they King. sent a whole, a whole team, cl- um, club team that comes along, yeah. staff usually, but yeah, Ledley King comes in the last two years. The club team have actually won. You're
0: joking, they, they've yes. won. I'm not right, joking, that's no. it. When's, when's the next one? I'm not they've having won that I'll in the there. last two years. No, nope, not having that. I'm not having yeah. them win you anything. You should see the
1: photos because Ledley King actually. We've given them like medals to wear over. Uh, we give them medals and we're like, oh, look, yeah. something for the trophy cabinet. You
0: fool, <laughs> oh, don't make that joke. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all uh, okay. I just had to. Sorry. We have one last question you'll be delighted to hear.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Now, this is Chloe in Wales. And to be the goodness, I do it in a Welsh accent, but that'd be cruel cool to poor Chloe. <laughs> She says hello, look you. Oh, I just want to see my sheep go past the window. Oh, see, no, she doesn't say that at all. She says, <laughs> "Do it yes, it's fine." She's messy. I apologise on
1: Sam's behalf, Chloe.
0: No, no, I live next to him. They, they know what I'm like. Uh, Chloe and Well says, "Do the trust believe the club will actually reverse the decision, or do you just hope to make enough noise and to be so painful that they'll think twice in the future?" maybe both
1: (laughs) i was gonna say that's actually quite a good question chloe um yeah yeah, i think i i I think both um i think the noise i mean we've asked just to go over what we've asked for um because that's important we've asked for a full reversal on the batch day price increases we've asked for genuine fan engagement over all ticketing strategies a whole review basically of all the prices including concessionary pricing senior concessions match day season ticket etc yeah. um and we've asked for a commitment to no increases for the um 2425 campaign okay. so those are our three asks
0: and and, they, um, and their reply was we'll get back to you
1: i mean they've not actually even um, done that. <laughs> even responded i'll be honest they've not actually even responded to us yet um so we need to make noise um for them to come to the table and that's why it's so important for anyone who agrees with this um and anyone who's you know even people that haven't been affected and thinking about it's not just about our individual it's about the collective uh so really important that we all come together over this and get as many bodies as we can on on the match day because if there's enough of us i think it would sit up and listen i completely
0: agree um and it is about the numbers and it is about the people and the bodies being there um i I know for a fact there's a lot of people who get very frustrated with the eunuch out levy out kind of scenario and a lot of people just don't want to get embroiled in that level of debate there's a lot of hostility and a lot of anger and amongst that and i get that and yeah. and I get that you know you, you people, uh, what's the right word? Some people gatekeep this kind of community, like oh now you're seeing all the badness, and it's like <laughs> no, <laughs> no, come on, let's let's not let's not say to people don't come and join my protest because you should have been here before. Let's say to people please come and stand here in solidarity because it's not just about maybe us today. Like I said on the show last week, I personally can afford to go pay for a ticket, watch a game by myself, meet a friend there. I now cannot afford, based on the prices, to go to watch a Category A or B, maybe a C, and take my daughter like I'd want to. Mm. And she's already losing interest. And I'll tell you for why: Because since she was born, she's just turned 15. Since she's been born and aware of football, she started getting aware of it under Richard Pochettino and the emergence of a certain Harry Kane. So, which player do you mm. think is to her the be-all and end-all? Like Paul Gascoigne was to me as a kid. And when he left, yeah. I stupidly, stupidly carried on supporting the club. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now look where I am. Yeah, She genuinely <laughs> is now, uh, well, um, uh, they don't, you know, they don't do anything. Now, to get her to feel passionate about it, the love for it, she needs to go and yeah. this is the point i keep making you don't get that connection you know we've got fans around the world and they are so devoted and so determined you got me here in bristol so devoted so determined to support this club but when you go and you go in there you do feel that connection and for young people especially that's massive
1: it is you don't get that connection over the tv no, you know you don't It's fun to watch the football, but you don't get that connection. You don't get the buzz of being in the stadium amongst other fans, singing
0: and having fun. As much as I hate saying this, because I'm a fan and I know we get hit with this constantly, we are not a trophy-laden club. That's just not the model of our owners, and it's not our history. I think 17 major trophies in our entire history. We've had periods where we've been very successful, but overall, compared to other teams, no. We're not that level of club, but... But
1: Equally, though, Sam, I don't yeah. think that even if we were a successful club with loads of trophies no. and major honours and doing well and everything was hunky-dory, I still don't think that's a justification for increasing oh, No, the prices. Please, no,
0: but please please don't think that's where I was going. Um, no, of course, of course. course. My, I'm my, just, my just making was, that point. No, my point I was going with that is you want to attract fans and you want to grab yeah. them. A way of doing that on a global scale is to be successful. If you're successful in the Champions League, lifting trophies, you will draw a fan base. Yep. They might not be the most loyal fan base, though. The ones that are the loyal yeah. ones are the ones who go through the gates. They're the ones who have been in the trenches, watched us during the 90s, watched George Graham, watched Jose Mourinho, Conte, the other one, who I can't mention because if I do, I've got to play his song. Do you know about that?
1: No. Have you ever seen I the don't. Disney
0: film, We Don't Talk About Bruno? Yes. Love
1: yeah. that film.
0: Yeah. Well, Great film.
1: We well, this.
0: that's not the Disney film, it's called Encanto, but yeah, that's the song. Sorry, yes, that's yeah, the song. <laughs> um, well, we, we appointed a certain manager, which was a waste of time, and on this show we don't talk about him.
1: I see, I see, you know,
0: yes. You believe that someone actually did that for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I know That's so uh, yeah. and any time anyone says that I, I play that. Any anytime. And to the point I've got to it though I have to go, yeah, the one we don't talk about because if I have to hear that again and again. But as you're new, I thought it would be fun. And also people it people message in and get quite annoyed with me when they don't play it. So um <laughs> I I've gone through all the questions. Um I've got nothing else to say other than the fact thank you so much for coming on you've been oh, a delight, like i knew you would be um i know you've got a very busy week talking to everyone with a mic <laughs> um <laughs> but I, i'm not feeling used at all i'm not feeling like you know just being upstaged by all these other people it's you know it's fine it's whatever you know but you were here first so then nah, nah, then nah, nah. <laughs> uh is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap this up
1: Um, I just want to again just make the point about please 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 if you're going to the game the United game please pop in see what you think speak to us join the protest it's going to be respectful it's going to be peaceful but it's also going to be hopefully very strong um, and we need to get the point across that these ticket prices are not the ticket price increases are not a necessity for this club, and they need to think twice about it because we're going to end up pricing a lot of people out of the game, and we don't want that
0: no, I agree uh on our Facebook page and Instagram, we're going to be putting the message out all week as a reminder. We will yes. be back on the podcast on Thursday where we're going to be discussing the Brentford game and looking ahead to the man United game, and obviously I'll do a reminder on that show as well. Um, because this lady said she'd get me if I didn't, she's very scary I'm joking she's lovely, please don't get me anyway, massive thank you for you coming on massive thank you again to everybody for listening, we'll be back very soon thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast we hope that you enjoyed the show, stay up to date with all things Tottenham follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.